and he wins. Welcome to Titans Beat on the Say It Again Network alongside NFL legend Albert Hainsworth and Anna Lewis. I am Joe Lemming. We are approaching week 17 in the NFL season, and yet again once for the Titans, it is win and we're in. We control our own destiny, and finally week 17, a win wins us the division for the first time in a long time after getting blown out at a score of 40-14 to by the Green Bay Packers in the frozen tundra. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like not even emotionally ready for this show because yesterday was rough. Um, I'm excited to be in a position where we control our own destiny. I think we do well in that um, arena. And I think I saw something that showed, you know, only two out of 32 possible outcomes would send us home. So I feel good about going to the playoffs. But after yesterday, I don't know how I feel about the team that were taken to the playoffs. Um, They... It's just rough, just rough all the way around. Yeah, I, I told you guys, I hate to say it, I told you so, but, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, they, like, they're a good team, but there, there's a whole lot of things that lack uh, with that team to say, hey, they can win the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, I knew they can get into the playoffs and things, but as far as, as like, going deep – like how they did last year. Like last year was kind of a, um, I mean, the stars kind of aligned a little bit for them to get to the AFC uh, championship. So, um, I mean, now going forward, like there's big glaring differences that that's going to hold them out, especially if they face teams with uh, good passing attacks and, and that, uh, you know, that have good DBs that can, say, shut down our receivers or set, shut down our passing game, then you can, then you can, uh, you know, line up in the box, nine in the box, and, and, and shut down our run game. It says the weather is not favorable for us, and then we just have to stack the box with Derek. I mean, he's not going to have a shot, you know. I mean, Derek is, uh, is a key to victory, and our defense has to really just step up and, play pretty decent to hold a, a really good team. Yeah, I got really frustrated watching the post-game um, press conferences. I know it's not a fun thing to do. Um, I'm really, really tired of hearing Mike Rabel say we didn't coach well enough, we didn't play well enough. And um, I think he's getting pushed really hard because he's being challenged on whether or not he should have ever taken on the role as head coach and DC because that's pretty much what he did. It's abundantly clear that he shouldn't have. And um, I was apprehensive of him doing that at the beginning of the year because when he was the D.C. in Houston, they weren't a great defense. So it just it, – I feel like we have some stubborn people that are really, really good at things they do but want to be great at everything, and that's just not something that happens. Um, and I think that's why we're in the position we're in right now. We had the potential to make a really good run in the playoffs, and obviously like we're still in a position to do so. We just have lost momentum at the wrong time of the year. Last year, we were red hot this time of year, and uh, we're, we're just not right now. And it, what also sucks is, like, we're sitting here 10-5, and five, and that hasn't even won our division yet. And any other year 10-5, and five, we'd already have won the division. Um, so it's just – I'm just not in a good mood. This is a very Monday Monday for me. <laughs> 
You know, you know that game. I know it was not even gonna be like not even close. It was because of the the mentality. I watched it. I mean, I know it's funny. I mean, it's just weird how I can feel that and sense that. So like, I'm seeing uh like coming in from Walmart warmups. You know, you remember them showing uh, both teams coming in from warmups, like going into yeah. the locker. Room. Well. Yeah, you look at the look at the Packers. No one had sleeves on. Look at the Titans. Almost every person that passed that camera had sleeves on. Then you go, then you go like the Packers get the ball or have the ball on offense, and uh, you're looking at the defensive backfield. You got everybody, every linebacker, every DB, all wearing sleeves. And all, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I wore sleeves and, and things like that, but. You could you could tell like in that mentality like that snow was bothering them, you know. Yeah. I mean, it it was like like they didn't have like anything until you know until whether they're like nineteen points. I mean, they were just kind of just like there, <laughs> and yeah. then and then finally they kind of like oh, okay, uh, you know they went into halftime and they took their sleeves off and then they came out and played a little bit, you know, which yeah. Which, which is actually kind of a good sign because they're like, uh, they just got to start the game like that. If they would start the game like that, then I could have been eating my words, you know, possibly. Yeah. They, but they, you know, they kind of psyched themselves out with that, uh, you know, with that mentality. Pretty much like what I said, like they just, you know, weren't going to win there. They're a young team. They're going to be very hard to win, uh, you know, if you're intimidated. Not even by the the team, but you're intimidated by your atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, and then to see so many of them tweet like on the way down. I don't know if I, actually I'm sure that both of y'all see some of this stuff. Is like you, know, you see a lot well, of these guys like, saying, "Oh my!" On the way down, like on Sunday. Yeah, one of like Will Compton yeah. and uh, Darren Bates did saying, "You know, oh my gosh, my first primetime game in the snow, and it's in Green Bay." It's like. That's cool, and, like, I get that. Like, I get that you're excited, but I also need you to, like, realize you're a professional athlete, too, and you don't need to go in, like, fanboying. I I was frustrated when I saw that tweet. Man, I'd be like, fuck Green Bay. I don't give a fuck about this place. I don't give a fuck about this I'm out here ready to fucking kick ass. Like, shit. Like, you always come, oh, my God, it's prime time in, in Green Bay. Like, What? Come on, man. Whoever thought about that? We can play on a Tuesday. We can play on a Wednesday. We can play fucking Sunday morning. Who cares? Who cares where you play? Play in my damn backyard. I don't care. But, you know, I mean, again, this is a young team. And then what me and uh, Bullock really sat there and thought about and that whole defensive thing, they ain't really got a defensive leader. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't got nobody on – like step up and be the like that's dog, you know, is like that head dog that's gonna like lead that team, you know. I mean, uh, Byer, what you would think he might be, but he ain't been playing that good this year, so he can't really say anything, you know. I mean, and, and like Jeff's too young, you know, yeah. really. I mean, so he's trying, and yeah, he whatever that award is that you know the guys vote on, and it's like who makes you want to play harder, who's the you know, heart of this team, he won that for the Titans. But he's 24, so 
Or if I that, mean, I, I agree with you. Like that, yeah. They just don't have that dog that's 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 leading them. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, you gotta you gotta give a little bit of props to Malcolm Butler, though. I mean, he's he's been playing with an edge to himself this year, and I mean, he's been one of the lone bright spots in that that secondary so far this year. He's made a lot of plays for him, so you don't want to discredit that either, though. No, yeah. no, I'm not saying that he like while they're playing. I'm just talking about that that leader. That that you know that like defense leader, yeah, you know, like all right. So when I played, um, it was really like Keith that was going to be that guy, you know, just going to step up, you know, going to be be that captain, like he's going to be that that leader. Or uh, Kyle would you know, like talk like me. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to lead. I just want to go fucking kick ass, you know, like point blank. Like I didn't want to have to cheer anybody up or. Or, you know, not cheer up, but, like, give some speech or something. Because, you know, me, I was motivated enough just being on the damn field. You know, it was like, and this guy is across from me. So, like, but you got to have that 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 emotional leader. You know what I mean? Like, you look at all our, our film from back then, like, you see Keith or you see, uh, you know, you see Kyle or, you know, or, like, those guys, uh, the one that's talking you know, stuff to the team. So, but, you know, also you see Keith leading the team, uh, you know, having a really good game. So you need that. And I don't feel the Titans now have that. Yeah, it's not only a young team, but even, like, the the quote-unquote older pieces. Like, you know, Clowney was an, one of the old guys on the defense, and he's 28. But, you know, he was new to the team. So it's hard for him to go and build that rapport, with, especially with him coming in as late as he did, and then be that guy. I, I totally agree with you, Albert. It's been, um, you know, I, I'm out here <laughs> defending Jeff all the time uh, because people want to rag on some of the talent that we have on the defense um, because they're not executing well. But you can't have – if the guy that y'all feel the most motivated by is a 24-year-old, I mean, shout-out to him, and it makes me – like love him as a player more, but at the same time you need somebody that's been there, done that, and can get everybody right. Our team is young, and that this is a disadvantage of having such a young team is you don't necessarily have that player. And then our coaching staff is young too, so it's the same situation. Obviously they're older than the players, but it does feel like there's a lack of, maybe not a lack of discipline, but a lack of um I can't find the word, but especially in the defensive unit, just there's something that's not there, and it's more than the scheme. It's more than the game plan. It just feels like a lack of energy. That's all I wanted yesterday. I didn't expect them to go out there and sack Aaron Rodgers seven times and get five interceptions and all that. I just wanted them to go out there, have fun, and have some fucking energy. But they looked flat, and it – it was hard to sit there and watch them be flat because all it was doing was fueling the fire of everyone that hates the defense anyways. It's just, it was disheartening. And I am afraid that we're going to be walking into a very disheartening postseason because a lot of, uh, a lot of time, a lot of talent, a lot of people were wasted this season by not having a defensive coordinator. Joe, what are your thoughts? We, we've been talking about defense pretty much the entire time so far. So I'm going to go ahead and go into this discussion. So I'm sure you all remember back when the Titans beat the Chiefs in the wild card round. That was the prime of Mike Malarkey. And everybody said that his biggest downfall 
was Terry Robisky being the offensive coordinator. The Titans openly voiced their support of Mike Malarkey until he refused to fix what didn't work in getting rid of Terry Robisky as offensive coordinator. So now we're going into a situation where Mike Rabel, who's been very successful, just like Malarkey was when he was the head coach, where he is clearly the emphasis of problem on the defensive side of the ball because he wants that control of the defense. Do you think if he's not willing to make that change and hire a defensive off, a defensive coordinator in the offseason, do you make a change? Mm. That's I mean, tough. Look at, look at, I mean, all right, well, let's kind of think about it because you gotta, you gotta think like who's out there, like who's out there to replace him, to be honest. And I think, I think, uh, honestly, I mean, he don't really have the, I'm going to say the balls, but like just to say, Hey, no, I'm not, I'm not giving up the defensive coordinator. I think if Amy came in and said, well, or, or John Robinson, we're going to hire a defensive coordinator. Yeah. I think he would back down and, and, and let it happen. But, uh, I mean, and then you look at, all right, if you don't like who's out there, like who will be the next, who's the next hot shot, um, you know, coordinator, that was could probably get a, a head coaching job or or also um you know uh, a good coach head coach that's already out there is proven. You know? I mean is there anybody out there? I, I Urban think the answer Meyer is, is in the conversation right now. NFL teams are looking at him for head coaching positions. But yeah, well, I don't like that. Club. Yeah, that's a whole different the same whole different ball game. If they don't you also, Florida, you know. Right. You gotta you gotta look in your own organization. What's the name that keeps popping up this season of potentially leaving the Titans to go be a head coach somewhere? That's Arthur Smith. No, no. That look at the office no. that he has engineered. He's been no. with the team for a long time and he's orchestrated an offense that's right now best well, prior to this week, was best in the NFL. And if he's a guy that is clearly liked in the locker room, he's going to get guys ready to go and motivated to play for him, not to say Vrabel doesn't do that. But then if you bring in a defensive coordinator that can put together a good defense, I don't see that being a bad answer. It's not always about having the flashy name at head coach. At one point in name, at one point in time, Sean McVay wasn't a super attractive name at head coach. He was just an offensive mind. Arthur Smith, he has a really great offensive mind. Sometimes he gets himself, you know, caught up in some stupid, flashy plays that don't work. But he's not stupid. He's Too much. a great offensive mind. I don't I, know. I don't know if you're going to. I mean, that, how how well would that work with you? Uh, I mean, that could um, divide the team, you know, the, the locker room, the the, yeah. the coaching staff, because you know you're going to have alignments with your friends as coaches and then you're gonna oh i got this buddy that's a you know, good whatever coach d-line coach or something let me bring him in or uh, you know i mean they're gonna be moved and then the, the players i mean same thing especially with this being a young team i don't think you can do that no, no, there's so many emotions involved. no i i understand the train of thought. i just don't like it <laughs> Yeah, he's a great, he's a great, great coach. But it's like I think it being a, such a young team, it, it would. It, I don't know if it would go that well with the Titans. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of what ifs that year, come into play with it. 
after this year, I'm not really worried about Arthur Smith even going anywhere as the head coach next season um, because he has had a lot of moments where it's like, what are you thinking there, friends? Like it, it's happened more than more than it did last year, and what has happened is what I said 16 weeks ago would happen is teams have film on us, and they have a lot of film on us, and they realize that we are a play-action offense, and that's okay. That's it is what it is, but you have to have enough threats. I I don't know as as a fan of the team, but as just a fan of football, if I were, say, a Jets fan and Adam Gase gets canned, I don't necessarily want Arthur Smith because Arthur Smith is going to come in and implement, you know, a solid offense, and then there's going to be film on it, and he hasn't adjusted. There's been no adjustments. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't think that we'll be seeing Arthur Smith go anywhere next season. I think he'll be here. Well, Unless they fire him, but they're not going to fire him. Yeah, but how can you... Uh, how can you make an adjustment? Not by devil's advocate. You, you, you know, nobody really has stopped Derrick Henry. So, I mean, that's and that's another thing that's going to be it's a plus and a fault for him is, you know, he goes and be a head coach somewhere. He ain't gonna have a Derrick Henry. You know, yeah. you know, you got to have a, a freaking big, huge running back that's fast. You know, that can. You know, put you fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred yards, you know, and then you just, you know, have a, uh, you know, above average quarterback that can throw the ball to receivers and stuff. So yeah. Uh, I so mean, I guess when I say make adjustments, I'm more like yesterday. I was incredibly frustrated because we tried to pass a lot early. Um, there's a good amount of Derrick Henry too, but at the beginning of the game, that's when you have to run him. Um, because we got down 19 points and then you can't run them anymore. And but, but, our game plan completely hinges on that. But they, they knew, I mean, like that was all in Green Bay's favor. Like, all right, that's their weather. They know, they know the weather. They played in it, you know, fine, whatever. But like Titans ain't going to play in it. So they're like, we already know that they're going to try to run Derrick Henry. So shit, all I got to do is stack the box, you know, eight, nine in the box. You know, and and then, or, you know, cover a little bit of pass. I mean, it's just, it's not even, I was like, I mean, I could draw up that game plan. <laughs> for right. Deep. It was, you know, it was a simple game plan for Gray. I haven't had the opportunity to go back and watch the film yet. I just, like, couldn't have put myself through that emotionally <laughs> today. But um, for at least from the first series, I feel like my, or the first, uh, our first offensive series, I think my first thought was, wow, they haven't really stacked the box as much as I thought they would, but we weren't taking advantage of that. Um, the one thing that, and I want to make sure that this gets in here, the one thing I would give Ryan Tannehill a tremendous amount of credit for is his read where he got a, what, 40-yard touchdown. Um, he he went off, and that was a good momentum shift that we needed. So um, I, I know we're going to eventually talk about him. He had a lot of really good moments, a lot of really bad moments. Um and it's the roller coaster that I've been saying for months would be here, that he'll he'll get you there and he'll make sure that you're steady, but he's not going to win a game for you by himself. And um, I know yesterday's a lot of the defense too, but Patrick Mahomes came back from a huge deficit last year and won a game 51-31. to 31. 
And uh, it's one of the most incredible comebacks I think we've ever seen outside of the Patriots uh, Super Bowl comeback a couple years ago. So, um, Joe, I know we'll get there in a little bit. But as far as Arthur Smith going anywhere or him ended up being a head coach here, if stuff happens with Mike Vrabel, I don't see Mike Vrabel being so arrogant that he's going to not, that he's going to, you know, just stick to his guns and say, no, I'm the defensive coordinator. This is how it's going to be. I think he knows. He's fully aware. He's getting shit on left and right. And um, I think we'll see a defensive coordinator here next year. And if he does do that and they fire him, I really don't know where we go from there. To answer your question from earlier, Joe. All good stuff. So something that we want, I, I want to throw in, and I'm probably going to get, I'm probably going to get bashed for this because nobody this week had a good game. There, I, there's only one player I look at and was like he had a good game. And that's Darrington Evans, who was excellent in the kick return game last Not night. Not David Long? David Long played great. He had a good game. But, okay. like, one player that really stuck out to me, like, and, again, Darrington Evans was a very small sample size. I mean, he had six returns. But it seemed like every time he was getting it back past the 30, which is huge for field position. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little bit at Derrick Henry this week. I'm going to throw a little bit at Derrick Henry. Granted, he, he averaged four yards a carry, 98 yards and 23 carries. But – I think he misread a lot of holes last night. There was a lot of times you saw the Packers defensive line push heavy to where the blockers were going, and there was a massive cutback lane. And that's some of Derrick Henry's biggest plays is when he saw the cutback lane and just went up the field and all he had left was a, a DB to get past. But He missed yeah, a couple massive holes. Yeah, probably thinking about this way too is in that, in that footing, in that ground that you can't plant is good to cut back, you know, out falling, losing a bunch of yards. So he probably just, they probably just like, you know, just keep with it, and, you know, and get yards like you can. Like that, that was another thing I was thinking about. Like you don't have this, I guess you don't really have to stack the box as much in that weather yeah. because, you know, it's going to be hard for them to cut. Like, again, like Green Bay was running around looking like it was springtime. Like they didn't give a shit whatsoever. <laughs> Titans, you know, everybody's taking little choppy steps and and things like that. You know, you look at, uh, you know, like how Derrick Henry ran, completely different than how I felt like he normally run. Because yeah. he just jump cuts and things like that. He didn't he didn't do much of that. Now that's the first thing I looked at when it was warming up, was trying to see how long his cleats were. You know, like if he's gonna have longer cleats on or have more or, or different. Uh, cleat on with more cleats in the ground. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he had studs on for the first time all season. But I was worried about the same thing too. And um, Joe, I think that's what it was. And that's not that's not an excuse, or it's not. I mean, first of all, let's say this: a ninety-eight yard game for a running back is nothing to get upset about. And if that's a bad uh-huh. game from our running back, we are blessed. Um, but I think that was a huge part of it, and that was my concern going into the snow. That's why I was kind of holding out hope that maybe it wouldn't snow, because I think if it was just cold, it would have been a Derrick Henry game all day long. But because he probably didn't feel comfortable making those cuts, and then, so think about it this way. You have your first 10 plays as a running back, and you don't feel like you can make those cuts. Well, then your team gets down 19 points, and you're having to come back, so you're not getting as many looks as you did. Maybe you're comfortable now. And then by the time that you do get comfortable, the game's very much over. And we did see him break off on a on a pretty good run there at the end. So I think that's that's probably what happened. Um, 
But if you look at it that way, I guess, yeah, Derrick Henry didn't have the game we expected him to. And, and again, that, that's no slight against him. or it, The whole team played bad. And it, it's just something I noticed. There was a couple times and a couple plays where I just saw wide open lanes, and that was a great point by Albert that, you know, the, the conditions could have had a lot to do with not being able to cut back like that. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, they were also, the Packers, it was amazing how much pressure they were getting off the edge. I don't know if our line wasn't able to get set. And again, we, we could go on on and on about, you know, who didn't perform well because it was pretty much a widespread effort that it just was bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was disappointing across the board <laughs> for sure. Um, let's go ahead and get into it because I want to. And uh, I'm going to call out the Amy's Army guys really quick because they threw shots at me and Albert last week. Um, if you haven't checked out their podcast, they are a fan-based Titans podcast on our network, and they rock. Um, they're super nice when they're not coming at me sideways. But they decided to say that me and Albert basically had a stupid take, a bad take on Ryan Tannehill. And, Albert, they said that uh, that there's no way – that you would that you meant what you said about Derrick Henry last week that you your team would have beat him so they called bullshit on that um, they called bullshit on our Ryan Tannehill take and I'm sorry guys but this week Ryan Tannehill did what I said he's gonna do all year we're in a big game a prime time game we've got to score through the air um, that's got to be our offense because it's gonna be a shootout. And um, we could either eat up the clock and get a lead early. If we got behind, it was going to be all passing. And um, if it's an all passing game, your quarterback's got to be on. A.J. Brown looked pretty good, so you can't blame receivers too much. Um, Corey Davis looked okay. He's didn't get a lot of targets, didn't get open a lot. Um, but he was covered by a great DB. So Ryan Tannehill had an opportunity to do great. He made a couple of really incredible passes, and then he made a couple of really great passes to the other team that I had no idea what he was doing. So, Albert, what are your thoughts, and do you have anything you'd like to say to to Travis and Caleb and Ryan over at Amory's Army? <laughs> I mean, obviously they ought to figure out that they can't go against a professional. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's someone uh, – on, during the game, and they kind of slid into the bushes. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't, like, I mean, I, I know the game of football, and and and, and what they're what they're doing is trying to they're playing with their hearts. I'm playing with my mind. Like, of course, I love for the Titans to win, but I knew the odds were, you know, stacked up way against them. So let's say, like, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he's a he's he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Like. Yeah, uh, I would have him on my team, but if there's some hot shot stars out there, or there's Tom Brady out there, or there's like Aaron Rodgers out there, or Mahomes. I mean, there's there, you know there's like six, seven other quarterbacks I would take. I mean, maybe even you know like he'd probably be the third quarterback I'd take in my division. You know, like like I I take I take. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson. I think he got a long future ahead. I'll take Phillip Rivers. Hate Phillip Rivers. Played against Phillip Rivers. But I would take Phillip Rivers. He's still a proven good quarterback. He still has the Colts in it. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, like, uh, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's just true. Like, I hate it, but, I mean, he plays he plays good. I mean, he fulfills his role. Like, he is not the star on the team, but he fulfills his role. Yep. 
Yeah, I just, I could, I could, I could, just like Kerry Collins wasn't uh, like Kerry Collins was a quarterback, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, and then had like and Vince was there too, but like Kerry Collins wasn't the star. You yeah, know, yeah. just wasn't. It was it was CJ or or you know whoever or the defense, you know, and like they don't you ain't gonna put like. On Monday night, oh, you got you know Kerry Collins right, you know, right there. You know what I mean? Like, like oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love Kerry. Kerry was a, a a a really good quarterback, so I'm not putting him down, but I'm just saying Ryan Tannehill is not the star. You know, yeah. like, it, you know, if you want to like say, oh, he's the top in this game, it's like, no, he's not. You know, he's not even the top quarterback in our division. I agree. Joe, where are you at? How are we doing? I, I I agree with pretty much all that was said except I would not I would not take Philip Rivers over Ryan Tannehill. I, no, I think Tannehill I think Tannehill's mobility adds just too much of a dimension that you can't get from Philip Rivers, especially right now. But yeah, Tannehill yeah. had a bad game. Tannehill had a bad game. Yeah, he throws ugly. I mean he's always just smiling and like doesn't Curse. I mean, you know, you, you want to punch him in the face. I mean, I get it. Like, I, had same, I had that same feeling when I played against him. You know what I mean? But still, I cannot deny the guy's talent. Like, he is very talented. And I feel like he's somehow in some quirky, ugly, nasty ways more talented than, than you know, than Tannehill. So. Wow. Well, I, I do want to say, you know, I've I've given a lot, a lot, a lot of praise to Ryan Tannehill since he's become the starter, but I I think this was probably his worst game as a Titan. He missed, and again, the elements probably had to part, play with it, just like everybody else kind of faltered from the elements. But he missed some guys that were wide open. the The line didn't give him a lot of help because he was under duress almost every play. But he he missed some throws and he made some bad throws. The the interception. The, the first interception I'm, I'm going to give him, but the second one, we were about to score to keep us in the game, and he just he tried to throw it away and he couldn't throw the ball away, and that's all on him. That's that was the backbreaker yeah. was his second interception. It was terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And um, I I don't know I I know I give him a lot of crap or people it's perceived as crap, and I understand why it is because I have an aggressive tone, um, but. I like Ryan Tannehill, and like Albert said, like I'm happy he's on the team, um, and I think he fits well. But a lot of people get so high on, you know, oh, he's top five in this and this and this, and that's great. But every single quarterback, for the most part, has a reason that they're there. Um, some of it's because they are just, you know, one-of-a-kind talent, like Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes had a terrible game this weekend, but this not what our show is about, um, but his team still won. The difference here is our running back had an average game for him, which is right under 100 yards, and that's you know that's a good average. And then our quarterback had a bad game, and we got blown out of the water. Um, the defense couldn't keep they they couldn't keep it together. They were on the field too much. Um, they allowed too much too quickly, and it just what I don't like about our style of play and the personnel that we have is our ability to win depends so much on timing. And what I mean by that is if, you know, we're up, great. 
but the second we get down, it's really hard for us to catch back up. We don't have that passing game that the that the Chiefs have, or even that you know the Colts have um, to to bounce back. So that's where I see us struggling in the playoffs is if we get down and we lose our footing, we lose our timing, we lose our ability to use Derek, then we've lost our ability to win, in my opinion. And the second I saw us get down, not not even at 19, but was it 12? Because they missed they missed next point, and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at 12 nothing. Even though that's only two scores, I still felt like that game was out of grasp in that moment because we were down. Derek wasn't running his best. Ryan wasn't doing his best. Our defense looks like they couldn't breathe. And um, it, it just, the whole, the eye test of it was awful. Um, and then just from a numbers perspective, it wasn't a good game either. So I, I think for Houston, we've got to get, we got to get our timing back, get our tempo back, uh, really control the clock. And I know that's a key for a lot of teams, but like, again, I, I know I throw Kansas City out there, but they're the best passing offense in the country. Um, for a team like Kansas City, timing doesn't matter for them. Timing is everything for us. And if we're not controlling that clock, if Derrick Henry doesn't have the ball in his hands, it's not a good look for us. And uh, when I say Ryan Tannehill is a game manager, it's because I can't trust him to come back from 19 to 0, and that's not a dig on him. It's a dig on our defense. Um, it's just the reality of our situation. And um, I wish people would stop attacking me for that. I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. just a realist. It's like not a – like it ain't, yeah, it ain't a dig at him. It's just like – there's more there's more chances that he's not going to be able to come back from a, a, a bigger deficit than he is. You know, not yeah. saying that he's talented and not saying that he can't, can't never, but I'll probably bet my money that he won't, you know, uh, like do it all by himself. Right. And then, like, uh, what do you say, Amy's army? Like, they want to sit here and talk about us. Huh? And so, like, hey, guys, whenever y'all need advice, on on what the true game plan and, and how things are going to happen, you can you can ask uh, you know me and Anna. No, like Joe loves the, the the bet with his heart and all that stuff too, you know. But like like if you guys want true advice, I mean, yes, I'm I'm a I'm a Titans fan, love for them to win, but I'm going to tell it like it is. I'm going to tell you the truth. So if you want some advice for your podcast, so and say, tell your fans, you know, who's going to win, what to look for, you know, come talk to Big Daddy. Oh, gross. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Joe, were you ready for that? <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll let him do his thing. I'm not going to judge, man. I'm hey, my girl got me amped up <laughs> on Big Daddy, so I'm just like, hey, not much information. Way so, too much information. <laughs> while, while we're talking about Ryan Tannehill and the offense's ability to dig us out of a hole, uh, you kind of feel like we keep waiting. We're, we're here week 17. We're still waiting for a game for the defense to come out and save our offense when it's sputtering. I was just looking through our schedule. We've The defense has only allowed 20 points or less in four games, and they are against the Broncos, the Jaguars, the Bears, and there's one more. I don't even see that one. And the Bills. So which, the Bills like- is impressive. Like eventually you gotta get bailed out when you you have. I think. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel like you think that me and Albert are saying that the defense is not at fault, and that's okay. I just want to make sure because both of us have talked shit about that defense enough. 
And my stance, and I think his stance is, too, and I'll let him correct me if I'm wrong, is we have all the talent in the world, and they're doing the weirdest shit I've ever seen, and nothing makes sense. So from a schematic standpoint, it doesn't make sense. Um, but that's – a lot of people think that I bail out the defense all the time. I get DMs all the time on Twitter that you just dick ride the defense because you like this, and you did this, and blah, blah, blah. No – I talk mad shit about the defense. I just hate when people personally attack players that are very, very talented. That's where I'm at. But continue. I'm sorry. What just happened? So going into an important part of the season, we're, we're, we're going into the playoffs, and it's apparent we know what we've got in our defense at this point. We're going to have to outscore – pretty much anybody we play to, to win. So obviously the ultimate goal is a Super Bowl. Whether that's realistic or not, it's a different conversation. But I'm looking at the playoff picture, and the only teams that really scare me in the AFC are the Chiefs and the Bills. I think our offense can really outpunch anybody else that's going through the AFC. And I just and out of the NFC, I mean the NFC is by far the weaker uh, conference this year. The only team that scares the only teams that really scare me are the, the, the Packers. So if we if you get some help on the way, or if we can somehow take care of business against you know the Chiefs if we get up against them, I still think we have a chance. I'm glad you're optimistic. There's more teams yeah. that concern me than that. Miami's red, they're red hot. Tua, I know he's back and forth and they had Ryan in, uh, yesterday, but, um, Miami has got an explosive offense that's still figuring its kinks out. Um, the Colts have proven that they can embarrass the hell out of us on national TV and, um, and they're still in it. And then the Ravens are red hot right now. I realized that we beat the crap out of them. But they are hot. And then you can't discount the fact that even though the Steelers got on their little lull, what if they're picking back up and getting seen like we did in Week 16 last year and they go on a run and their defense can stop our offense like they did last time? So uh, there's not a team that's in the playoff picture that I feel like, oh, yeah, we definitely have it. Like, no, every single team is a threat. Um and it's because, A, our, I don't know that our defense can stop. I don't know if they can stop Buffalo again. I think you're right on that assessment. Um, I don't trust them to stop most because now we're unorganized and we're injured, so it's a really good. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, we've seen some of these teams stop us. So Miami also has a good defense. So I'm concerned about more than just two teams in the playoff picture. That's really the matchup I want in the wild card, believe it or not. And people, I've, I've, you're not the first person to say that they do scare you. I would love to go against the Dolphins in the wild card. Yeah, that they're they're a good team. I mean, they're coached well. I actually uh, uh, got to spend time with uh, Brian uh, when I was with the Patriots, and he was a defense assistant, um, um, like a like a GA or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, he's a smart guy, uh, talented, and I mean, really doing a great job. And I, I think I'm kind of like I'm kind of with you, Joe. Like me, I think the most 
my glaring teams that I don't think that we could beat, I mean, I hate to say it, is, you know, looking at the you know, Titans and these other teams is definitely uh, Kansas City and, and uh, the Bills. I think, I mean, everybody else, we definitely can beat them. Um, I mean, it just depends, you know, kind of like how how we come out. You know, if it's like perfect condition yeah. or, or whatever, you know, I think we can, we can, yeah, definitely beat them. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give that the other field a 60 40 chance and that 60 to us to win, you know, 40 for them to lose as long as everything is, you know, normal, if, if we could say that. Uh, but, uh, with the other two teams, yeah, I don't, I don't, Oh, I'm going to go down to like 30, 70, 30. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just, I, I think I'm a little hopeless after yesterday because I wanted us to put up more of a fight than we did. And um, if they, it is all about how they come out. And if they come out looking that defeated, then just hang up the shoes and get ready for next year because that, that was frustrating yesterday. And uh, this is the time of the year that you need everybody to show up. And when you think about weather conditions, if you have to go play at Kansas City, it's probably going to snow. If you have to play at Pittsburgh, it's probably going to snow. Like a lot of teams, Baltimore, snow. Like, there the are so many teams. The Bills, yes, God, how, how can you forget about Buffalo? Like, that's four out of six of our possible opponents that it's going to snow. And look at how we played yesterday and how nervous they looked for 30 minutes. It just, I don't want to see that again. I'm afraid we might. I, I've become, I'll, I'll keep with the realism theory over here, but I think I'm becoming a little bit more pessimistic because what I love about our team is that they always go out and fight, and we didn't see a lot of fight yesterday. And uh, they they got to get that together. So the good news is if we do match up against Baltimore, Fingers crossed, as long as we take care of business this week, they'll be coming to us because they can no longer win their division. Right. So that that's a plus. But with that being said, we do have a game this week before we clinch the playoffs that we have to win. And yeah. it has the opportunity for a get-right game. Nothing against the Texans, but their defense is arguably worse than ours. They're down weapons on offense. Granted, Deshaun Watson's a beast and can beat you single-handedly. This should be a game that they should come in fired up, win the division, and get right going into the playoffs. Yep, I agree. Did you guys see the news today, though? No. Mr. Gaskowski has COVID? Oh, yeah. So that's not ideal. Definitely not. You definitely never want any of your guys going up against, you know, COVID and then being down with no. who knows who's going to be kicking this week. But hopefully we're not going right. to be relying on the kicker other than the extra point. Who knows? True. Maybe, maybe we'll just go for two points every go day. Go for two. Touchdown. <laughs> did they, did they uh, do, like, any of the contract, contact tracing and all that stuff? They haven't said anything yet, but I'm sure that his contact is pretty limited, uh, with the exception of, you know, yesterday being a game day. That That's potentially a lot of contact there. So um, they haven't come out with anything yet, no. Okay. So it's been weird how I think, and I don't want to say the NFL is sweeping anything under the rug, but it's weird. You'll have these game day COVID positive COVID test results and like, oh yeah, he's just not going to play. It's fine. And 
nothing happens with the other players. So if he really was close contact week 17, are they going to try to sweep it under the rug because it's the last week of the season? They might. Yeah, that's true. Like If they don't like the Titans, they'll be like, oh, yeah. Da-da-da. Yeah, forfeit. <laughs> Everybody got COVID. All guys got COVID. <laughs> I actually have heard, um, you know, things through the grapevine that there were a couple of uh, things that were swept under the rug um, confirmed. So I, uh, well, I'll leave that as it is now. But, no, Joe, you're 100% right. So I, I do want to pick at Albert's brain a little bit, though. So being on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, in your career, I know you have a lot of respect for Deshaun Watson and what he does. What do you think is going to be key to our defense eliminating his you know, big play threat? Well, I mean, it's going to be, have to be rushing your lanes. Uh which we don't have a, I don't feel like we have a great pass rush, like, you know, of course. Uh, and to get pressure, we have to blitz. I mean, I, I think it could possibly be a, a shootout or something, you know, to be honest. Like, I hate to say it, like, like he's super, super dominant, you know. Um, and then if they do, if they do rush in their lanes and, and, and we, <clears throat> we're not really getting off blocks or whatever, but and then he just takes off running, I mean, he's going to kill us like that. You're going to get six, seven yards at pop off of that. And then now you're going to have the DBs more looking for the run, uh, you know, quarterback running, breaking off, they're not paying attention to the, uh, to the receivers. And then he's hitting them over the head with like deep ball. So, I mean, he's a super threat. Um, one of that. What's got to happen is the offense just got to come out and just dominate from the beginning, running and passing the ball and try to keep him off the field, almost like the same game plan that you would do with uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, trying to keep him off the field. Because uh, So we're hoping that the defense can step up, you know, give him some confusing looks and, uh, you know, just keep him kind of confused for a little bit while the offense can put some points on the board. Yep. Yep, confusing without doing too much. Um, and, Joe, I wanted to ask you, because I think I saw, it may not have been you, and if it wasn't you, I apologize. I think I saw you tweet a little bit about um, Jeffrey Simmons yesterday that maybe he looked like his knee was bothering him. Was that you that said that? Okay, never mind. I saw that a couple times, and I was like, mm. But they do need to watch that. They need to continue to watch their guys like that, especially as the end of the season comes and postseason comes. Got to make sure these guys look good and look comfortable uh, because if you start forcing them to go laterally and they're not feeling it 100%, um, you do open yourself up for some opportunities for bad things to happen. Something I wanted to touch on briefly, I know this is already becoming kind of one of our longer shows, but uh, Jacksonville got some news this week that they confirmed are on the clock and have the first round, first round, first overall draft pick. Um Everybody knows that they're probably going to go grab Trevor Lawrence. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Just that's looking into 2021. I think that's if Trevor Lawrence comes out. I mean, True. He, he didn't want to, I mean, I would say he didn't want to come out for the Jets. Obviously not. Like, gays would ruin that kid's career. But, you know, for Jacksonville, maybe, you know. Yeah. I think he still wants to win the Heisman. And I think with the two potential teams he could go to at going out of college, Depending on what they do at head coach and what kind of talent they can start to 
bring in with a new GM, I, I think he may go back to college. I mean, yeah, I kind of think the same. Has he gra- has he graduated yet? No. Mm-mm. Where where is he at? I think he's a, he's a junior. He's a junior. No, he's not a junior. Is he? I think so. Yeah, 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 he is. There's a lot of guys, you know, been going, you know, summer school, all that stuff, trying to graduate early. So, like, where is he at on that? Because I think that might be uh, a very big goal of of his is to graduate. You know, just just uh, from reading up about him and you know about his family and stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, I haven't heard anything about you know him being on track to graduate early, but I'm also not as plugged into college well as I am professional. Um, but I think Joe is right about the Heisman thing, too. I think you're right on he probably wants to graduate and have his degree because that does seem like that's his um, upbringing and, you know, what what's expected of him. But I do think that he wants to win the Heisman, too, and I don't think he's going to get it this year. Alabama's got three players that are just monsters um, that are up for it, and I really think all three of them deserve something um, because – I think we're going to see a wide receiver get it. I think Smith's got it. But uh, Mac Jones and Najee Harris, is that – that's right. Okay. Derrick Henry Jr. Um, Derrick Henry Jr., for sure. Um, th- those are your three guys that are going to get it, and I think he knows that. So I don't know that he's going to declare for the draft this year. And that would be amazing because Jimmy Smith, the future Hall of Famer, former Jags player, has been up my ass yet all since the game yesterday – talking a lot of shit about how they're going to get Trevor Lawrence and, you know, he's going to terrorize us for the next eight to ten years. And it would be hilarious if he says, oh, sorry, guys, I'm going back to college. Hey, look, you got to just be like, look, tell Jimmy, like, look, man, like, really? They're excited about a college guy? Possibly? Right. How'd that, happen? How'd that work with Nick Foles? Yeah, like wow, oh, no. <laughs> like wow, is that is that what Jacksonville has come to yet? That's what right. you're looking. Y'all are for. excited about being the number one losers. <laughs> yeah, future, the possible future of a guy who possibly could come out if he. De- I mean, if he doesn't, then what? Like, y'all go shoot yourself for like, <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? Like, I mean, you're Jacksonville fans, but I guess right. <laughs> You're already low on the totem pole, but no, and there, where, you know, he's got whatever following he has on Twitter and he retweeted me and all that. I've had so many Jacksonville fans in my comments like, oh, you're just stupid because your team sucks. I'm like, y'all realize where your seed is from, right? Like, like, what? (laughs) You're Jacksonville, like, please, like, should just go get Tim Tebow and be happy. <laughs> but no, that so, that would definitely be an interesting thing to have in our division for sure in the years to come, but I, I don't think we have to worry about it, to be completely honest. I, I don't think so either, but uh, we are running out of time, so I, I just do want to close out with a couple of predictions from y'all this week, whether it be, you know, just win or loss or anything you think is going to happen in the game, keys to the game. Go ahead, Albert. Um... You know, it, like I said, like I hope the I hope uh, the Titans offense can come out and, and and start fast and come out hard, and the defense can put up a few stops, and then we can rock on because I think when Deshaun's under stress, it, it, you know, he's a little bit uh, easier, I guess, to contain. 
I mean, he's still young and you still make mistakes. So if we could do that, um, you know, we'll win the game. But if, if, you know, if we struggle on offense and he gets off, start getting off, it's going to be a tough game for us. Um, so, you know, that's my prediction is basically we just need to do what we're supposed to do and we'll be okay. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And how far away is Derrick Henry from hitting 2,000? It's out of reach at this point, isn't it? Oh, so that that's actually where I'm going with my prediction this week. Okay, I, go I'm ahead. Making a, I'm making a prediction with my heart. I'm sorry. I'm not 100% realist <laughs> with this prediction, Albert, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but Derrick Henry, I believe, needs 223 yards. Week 17 he last that. year, he went over 200. And in a game where... You know, the Texans may not be playing with all their heart because their season's well over by now. In a game that we have to win to get the division and secure a playoff spot, I think he does it. Yeah, I I think it's possible. I'm glad that it's possible because I was, you know, really, really sad last night when it when that number he had to hit just kept getting bigger. I was like, oh, damn, this sucks. But, no, I think we win um, because we do – well in you know winning your end situation I think we win because it is it has so many implications for the playoffs um I I do think it's a good Derrick Henry game because he probably feels like he needs to bounce back from this week and um as long as we like Albert was saying earlier confuse Deshaun Watson enough and can put points on the board in the meantime we will be just all right but y'all know I don't like doing score predictions anymore (laughs) Yeah. Hey, and also just just thinking about that, like the, the hate is real between the Texans and the Titans. You know, so yeah. I don't think the Texans are going to just lay down. They're going to be out there looking to play, and especially with something this big, like this is the big for the Titans to get into the playoffs. Like they're definitely going to be shooting to try to knock them out of the playoffs. That's just how yeah. it is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I so it'll agree. it'll be a fun game. I think you're going to have, like, J.J. Watt, you know he was pissed after the game last week. And you got Deshaun Watson, who prides himself in winning. He doesn't really know losing. So there, there's definitely going to be guys out there that are playing with their hearts, but I also think there's going to be guys that aren't. But with that being said, again, we appreciate everybody. We look forward to an awesome weekend this week. Hopefully get our first division victory or division crown in a long time and get a home playoff game. Again, this is Titans Beat on the Say It Again Network. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share with all your friends and family. And as always, tighten up. Tighten up. Happy New Year.